Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000. I'm your host, TV's Sean Baby from the internet. And with me is my hilarity partner, Robert Brockway. Robert Brockway here, just not from anywhere. I'm just being present in the moment today. You're selling yourself short. You're everywhere at once. And we all love you. Our guest today is a dear old friend of mine. He's a martial arts expert. He's a television editor. He's a television director and producer. Recently at Twitch, producer of Critical Role, editor of The Surreal Life. Rock of Love. Maybe maybe not. Flavor of Love, at least. I, I'll, yeah, Flavor a and long, Rock. Flavor and Rock and Surreal. A long, yeah. long series of credits. Eddie Doty, welcome to the Dog Zone it's, 9000. It's so good to be here. Uh, I've been seeing the theme song in preparation all day. That is also the first time... Anyone who has listed my credits put a critical role next to the surreal life. That is a that is an absolute first. Uh, and, One after the other. It has frightening implications. That's all I'm going to say. It's just it's uh, it's it was never meant to go together, but now it's unlocked the portal. <laughs> I'm sure I forgot a few high profile gigs. What are a couple that uh, I should have mentioned that I didn't? Uh, you know, more, most recently that you're either proud of or give me one you're very proud of and one you're very embarrassed by. Absolutely. That? Um. I'm I'm very proud of launching most recently at Twitch. I launched the uh, the the AMC Walking Dead and uh, channel and the channel for Complex. I'm very proud mm-hmm. of those. That was a, that was a fun thing. One I'm less proud of probably would be editing. What was a what was a not great one. Um, oh, what about uh, say yes to the dress. Uh, I did. I didn't do. I didn't do say yes to the dress. I did a knockoff of say yes to the dress <laughs> called uh, something borrowed something new. I think it was like something. Okay. It was bad. But no, the 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 one I was less proud of was the Carney Wilson docu series or reality show oh. that I did. Uh, Carney Wilson and Staple. There we go. That was that was fucking horrible. I loved everyone. Oh, she had who just I had the with. gastric bypass. Yeah, well, no, she had had gastric bypass and she had like slimmed down, but then she had a kid and then she just like stopped, she just stopped caring about that sort of thing. And then, wow. so it was less about that. It was just more about like, she's trying to figure out what her career was. It was on Game Show Network. She was hosting a game show for Game Show Network. <laughs> so it was like Jesus. the companion, it was like the companion reality <laughs> show. We had to work hard to find any like kind of story whatsoever. She was doing Diamond Dallas Page Yoga. So we had like an episode with DDP. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, he's, it was, it was fun. He's fine. And like, he, he's totally fine. Uh, it's, it's, I said fun, but yes, fine too. He's fine. fine. He's fine. If you're listening to DDP, what's up? What's up, fella? Fun and fine. (laughs) Double F. Um, but like, we just had to work so hard to make any kind of story out of that thing. It was just, it it was not a great time. And now you'll never work on the game show network again. (laughs) You've just burned it it forever. You fool. I think, I think they're, I think I'm okay with that. That's, that's kind of okay. We can obviously keep any of this off the record, but I remember you were telling me a story about uh, Christopher Knight's show when he was, uh, I think you edited a show and it was after yeah. he was dating uh, Adrian Curry. They were married. And he came to you at a party. Right. Yes. They were married and, and he came to you at a party and, and you're like, hey, I'm editing your show. And he's like, yeah, fucking good luck with that. Because like all he did was play like Civilization for a year. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. No, it was a, it was a, it was like a post holiday party. Yeah, I did. I did my Fair Brady yeah. season three. I was the lead editor on my Fair Brady season three. Uh, it was, yeah. and it was, I was excited about it. I was excited. Cause like, I liked Adrian and like she, uh, I, I think, you know, and I actually ended up working with Adrian later on another show. She was actually producing for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. and she was nice, but like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. He, he was also like 
kind of into his cups and he just sort of shook his head and, and like, cause they bat shot it in like three different time periods. And like, it was all out of order. And like, we had no ending. We, we, we literally had no ending to the series whatsoever. Did they try to set anything? I know in a lot of reality shows, uh, especially like flavor of love and some of the shows we'll talk about today, they like had a lot of activities. They're like, I'm going to go to this place and it's just wall to wall activities. And then they just cut 20 minutes out of like what must be hundreds of hours of silly nonsense. Yeah, Whereas it, this seems like they just stuck a camera in Christopher Knight's house. And just, eh, just go about your day, and we'll figure out how that's interesting later. Yeah, <laughs> top civilization. It was. <laughs> that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, you said you fucking said you better watch what you fucking say in my house. I'm just. This is what happens. I'll drop a nuke on Gandhi. Put that on fucking TV. <laughs> we uh, they did like a we did like bat shooting, so we would shoot for like four weeks at a time and then go away for two months okay. and then come back another four weeks. And just, and it still, was still on civilization, still on civilization. <laughs> uh, Adrian got like her boob job consult. Uh, that was like the only like thing that actually happened was her recovering from, from her, her breast augmentation surgery. Um, that See, was that's it. Good TV go in. There's like seven or eight pictures of titties. That's I mean, that's sex appeal. Everyone can, can relate to. Yeah, yeah. It went to Hawaii. There was like the whole thing. It was, oh, Brady back in Hawaii. Because that was like the, the okay. creative depths. That was like the bottom of the barrel we were scraping. Like, is there some fucking pun we can like like, right. like figure out with this? And That uh, one special on TV from 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then great, Stephen, yeah, all he did was like, he likes reading history books about the place he's going to. So the entire travel there, all he did was like read books about Hawaii on the way over there it was okay. pretty fun yeah it was what a great pretty, guy pretty compelling pretty, he's a pretty compelling guy <laughs> yeah, oddly enough like they're not they're guy. not they're not married anymore oddly enough oh, uh, that's too yeah, bad they, those crazy kids couldn't make it last <laughs> now you burn bridges with hawaii too you're just you're a madman well i think hawaii was fine with not having a significant brady relationship uh but I, I don't i don't agree <laughs> Fair enough. I'm, I'm t- there's going to be like some legislature passed on Oahu, like barring me from reentry at any point. Here's what I like about Hawaii best: uh, beautiful tropical weather, sure, but mm-hmm. the street signs are 700 letters long, and they're yep. all exactly the same. And I, I just really <laughs> like that that you could just be on a corner and and have no idea where you are because it just looks like two birds screaming in different directions on the <laughs> on the street signs. And you're like, I'm completely lost. I'll never find the hotel. I'm I just actually, wandered in the ocean. I, I'm actually studying Hawaiian on Duolingo. It's like it's it's funny you mention oh. all this. I've been getting into it because like I used to live in Hawaii. I went to college out sure. there, and like you're right. There's 12 letters in the Hawaiian in the traditional Hawaiian language. There's like there's the five vowels and seven consonants. So mm-hmm. anything beyond like chair or drawer requires like stringing those same letters over and over again and a series of apostrophes and it's there's just there's only so many combinations you can get it seems and the right. it's like it's like chinese you like you got to keep adding a few on to the end to make a new word exactly and so like there's only so many variants you can get so there's you misplace an apostrophe somewhere and it's like a completely different word mm-hmm yeah, it's there, it's there's it's, a, a lot of reverence more than any place probably I've ever been. There's a lot of reverence for the Hawaiian culture. And you go to the Hawaiian culture and they they're almost like like Republicans and how like defensive they are about their culture being taken away from them. And I'm like, dude, this is the most this place I've ever been. You go to Hawaii. Everything's Hawaiian. You go like, yep. I'll just have a Big Mac and it comes in like a fucking pineapple. And they're like, oh, it's a Hawaiian. <laughs> and they like sing a song for you. And like, this is a very Hawaiian Big Mac. And 
then like in the same breath, they'll be like, oh, they're all taking away our culture. I'm like, guys, I think you're okay. I really think that. Well, it is a Big Mac. I mean, you got to allow that some concessions have been made. <laughs> it's, it's funny. too. Also, you know, all the white people. There's, that's probably a big deal. That's a big that's yeah, a big part of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's that the, the slavery, the genocide. I mean, they got some things to be mad about. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, no, there's that's, it's funny because like there's like pre-colonial and post-colonial contacts right so there's like so th- right. it's funny because like you'll you'll have like you'll you'll go to because uh, i had some friends who were local so i got to go to the houses and, and like meet you know aunties and uncles and and moms and dads and everything and so you they break out like okay here's the ulu here's the breadfruit here's like the poi here's mm-hmm. all these really traditional things here's two jars but- of mayonnaise we put two <laughs> jars of mayonnaise on every dish yeah that's the, exactly and then the spam and then like you go to a mcdonald's uh-huh. in hawaii and there's like Portuguese sausage and eggs served at the McDonald's. And that's like Mm -hmm. a Hawaiian dish, but it's like, it's literally named Portuguese sausage. Like there's no, it's not some crazy Hawaiian, like, no, it's like literal sausage brought over from Portuguese in the Western contact, but they've just adopted it. That supports my point. Yeah, exactly. Hawaiian culture is so powerful that it actually invades McDonald's culture, which is as rigid as anything on the planet. Anyway. I'm, I'm mostly, I'm trying, I was trying to uh, give a pretty shitty hot take because I'm actually transitioning us into a new feature called Hot Take Fallout. And what we do here is we take a, a meme from several days ago. We've all had time to process it and hate it. And we're going to discuss it. And this is a perfect time to do it because I know Eddie and I fall on opposite sides of this issue. And Brockway has no fucking idea what it is. So we carefully engineered about. this for every every possible opinion. I think I know what it is, and I think I may surprise you with my take, but go ahead. Okay. I, right. I just saw some of what some of your take on Twitter. And, and you kind of were on the fence. You're I, I shouldn't say playing both sides, but you seem to have a good perspective of both sides. And um I'm gonna be talking about the WandaVision yep. grief meme. <laughs> no I won't uh <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen the show, it's a great show. But there's a speech where uh, the theme of this one episode is very much about grief and uh, Scarlet Witch is upset and the, and the Vision gives her a long speech. And he's trying to help her process her grief and, and eventually it leads to him saying a line that goes, what is grief if not joy persevering? And it's love. fine. If I worked love at a- Love persevering. Yeah. If not, oh, you're right, you're right. If not love persevering. Thank you for correction. If I was working at a funeral parlor and someone handed me that on the copy of a new like pamphlet, I'd say, hey, it's a strong one. Uh, put that in the maybe pile. I'm saying it's fine. If you handed me a needlepoint with uh, uh, that on it, I'd say, yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, but, that's that's pillow level philosophy. Yeah. And so I saw this and I thought, uh, I do, I think it's a well-written show uh, with a lot of depth and wit and and I didn't hate that line. But someone on Twitter, m- many people on Twitter, many in people, fact, yeah. uh, were like, oh my God, this is the greatest line that's ever said. And, and the, the one that went viral, I think said something very close to, um, do you hear that? That's the sign of every screenwriter in the world throwing their laptop into the fireplace and saying "fuck" <laughs> under their breath. Like it was yep. the most. This line was the oh, most it's supposed profound, to be I thought we were so. I thought powerful. they were going to be mocking it. Right. I figured and so, that, that was a mockery. Oh, the mockery is coming. The mockery is coming. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Okay. So that, that's I'm, the internet I know. I don't know what internet <laughs> you guys were just talking about. I'm not as plugged into the zeitgeist as some. I'm not extremely online, but I did get the idea that for about a day and a half. We all agreed. This is a, a great line. Some people were a little overboard. Yeah. And but we like let them have it. Also, the other thing is uh, there's a lot of uh, like spoilery events in WandaVision. So people aren't supposed to talk about that show for a day yep. or two. Yep. And so uh, there's also that fallout. So people are like shut the fuck up about WandaVision. It's eight in the morning. I haven't watched it yet. 
And uh, so where they landed on this meme is after about a day and a half and that tweet went viral, everyone is like, okay, guys, this is way too fucking far. And the backlash became they made fun of people. And then the backlash came back that like, hey, how dare you make fun of us? Oh, I guess we don't fuck. We enjoyed something too fucking much. You know what I mean? Um, so, Eddie, what is your take on this meme? And where do you stand in this controversy? I, okay, so here's the thing. Like, it, it, the line is fine. It's a B minus line. It, it's not entirely to my taste. I can completely okay. see how in all of this, as I just wave wildly to the world outside the window and everything's happening, I can see how that could mean mm-hmm. a lot to a lot of people right now. Far be it for me sure. to just shit in anyone's cereal here and just be like, no, your fun is wrong. Right. So like, I, I get that. Like I, mm-hmm. I also, at the same time, I can think, I thought it was a great episode. I thought that line was a, a, a sturdy, if unremarkable part of what was great about that episode. Um, mm-hmm. If people reacted strongly to that line, cool. Good for you. Um, and then, and that was about the extent of it. It, it wasn't until, and, and, and this is part of it where it's, I'm reacting to what I specifically saw versus like what everybody mm-hmm. else saw. So like, I, I liked all the memes making fun of that line. Like I, I re I retweeted one that was those two shots and it was just Wanda saying, um, did you know that P is stored in the balls? Like I love, I loved that. <laughs> I love that classic. one. Com- combines that a classic class- one. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fun meme. little mashup, a fun little <laughs> mashup. So, yeah. And so the, and, the, and I was completely fine for that to be the end of the amount of like time spent thinking about this. Um, mm-hmm. But well, I apologize for making you think about it. <laughs> oh no, 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 it wasn't you. It wasn't you. <laughs> it was, it was everybody who like saw an opportunity. It's one thing to say like that line sucks or I, or that line's not that great. It's another thing to, what I saw was people going like, if you think that's good writing, you're a piece of shit. If you think that, <laughs> if, if you think that's, if you think, cause I saw some of that stuff and I also saw like, like, yeah, that's a great line, except Disney's this awful corporation and you're just <laughs> right. giving, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm, and I, I think, I think my extent of it was like, okay, clearly the statute of limitations for liking something is three days. Like we've just mm-hmm. reached this inflection point in our society where you like, how dare anyone have a sort of basic, you know, pedestrian sense of thoughtfulness. Like who cares if it, if they haven't read like, I don't know, Yeats or something like that. And, and don't have sure. like the, the poetry of Robert Frost to articulate a line better. And that was the other thing. Other, it got weirdly competitive. People were like, well, if you <laughs> think that line's good, you should, you've clearly never seen this. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like why, yeah. why, why are we, why well, are we doing this? It was just so, Oh God, it just blew me away. Here's uh, my take is maybe more aggressive than yours. I think um, <laughs> the internet's pretty good about, regulating uh how vulnerable you're supposed to be yes and some people i think it's a very uh a safe space uh sort of a cliche thing to say but for the most part if someone goes on the internet and says like hey here's me i'm very vulnerable you can count on the same percentage of assholes being assholes to them than if they weren't saying a hundred percent a hundred percent right so like we 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 allow a little bit of that but something about this was just like taking a, a, a very mediocre line, mm-hmm. a fine functional line and being so aggressively vulnerable. Like this means so much to me. And in fact, it's the greatest writing. And in fact, uh, everyone who, you know, didn't write it as fucking jealous and stupid and inadequate. And I think that's what it was. It was, it was so aggressive yes. about how 
powerful this was that there's no choice but to make fun of it. I don't think you need to be a bully. I think we're born with enough bully DNA, even in the kindest souls, that when you see that, you're like, okay, I got to fucking make fun of this person. This is ludicrous amounts of like aggressive and vulnerable. It just tied up in this belligerent package. I think everyone is right to make fun of that tweet. I think everyone is right to make fun of people defending that tweet. So I, that's where I stand on. I agree. I, here's the thing. I think I think it's a distinction without a disagreement because like and it's also a weird chicken or egg mm-hmm. thing, right? Because I saw some people have completely sure. reasonable takes to that line, going, "Wow, this line meant a lot to me," or "Wow, like this." And then I saw some people were like, "Oh, like the 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 uh, the, the the laptop into the fireplace line." I thought that was like a haha, intentionally over the top thing and then some people took I that did for just throw my laptop into the fireplace <laughs> I, I did too for uh, completely I didn't even different want reasons to. i was compelled yeah i i for completely different reasons there's an intruder i use my laptop to to be to, to destroy him uh so for completely different reasons i did the same thing but i think and you missed and hit the fireplace i missed and hit the fireplace no uh, that's where the intruder goes when you're done <laughs> well, yeah exactly you just stack him vertically in the fireplace and he's good uh but like it was just it was i don't know who to, there was tons of shitty people on both sides the people who were some of the people who were defending the line were really like is this your hill to die on this this thing really (laughs) like that that part to me was a bit much but by the same token the people who tried to draw like class warfare into it i'm like come on like this is we're we're we're, we might be overthinking this just a little bit in this one case we might be wanting to leverage this like no no one's defending disney you can like a thing without like being like yay capitalism in all its forms like i don't know there's just the lack of nuance on both sides was pretty staggering (laughs) but i I guess i shouldn't be surprised anymore yeah it it felt about right i guess um well I'm glad we don't hate each other. Uh, uh, yeah, we don't no, even seem to disagree that much. Not at all. Um, Not at all. This is a, and I'm, a, and I'm bold, glad, uh, a bold decision to bring in a third party that has no idea what the fuck you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. That has no ties to any of this and can what? contribute basically nothing. But uh, do you have a take now that you've heard both compelling sides and, and more data than probably my, anyone should know about such a thing? Seriously. I think my take is that... I feel like the internet is, it can't be possible that the internet is getting stupider by the day. Uh, <laughs> surely that's not, not what's happening. I, so I, I wouldn't think, make, I wouldn't call that impossible. <clears throat> I, I would call that. I've been on the internet a long time and I would call that impossible. It, it, it doesn't you know, feel, I, I think okay. my tolerance for trivial bullshit must be getting lower and lower because I've just, I, I am immediately checked out. Like, right? Yeah, just you know, I'm, right I'm with you. Now. It's a B minus line. Uh, people are reacting crazily positive and then attacking them negative. And I'm all I'm looking for is a better thing to pay attention to. Like almost immediately. Fair enough. Uh, do you watch WandaVision? Uh, I've watched a few episodes. I liked it okay. A completely uh, is, reasonable is that, take. Wait, now, that's a completely no, reasonable no, take. I don't even. <laughs> that's completely I don't fine. even know. If that's going to get me attacked, like, <laughs> I might. have a feeling that's one it of might. the like both sides are going to be either this is garbage, how dare you have that opinion, or it's the best <laughs> show that it has ever been. I just, I, I love comic books so much growing up. I loved them through my 20s. Right. I, I would still love them now, but there's so much, there's so much comic book that I, I can't. I, I didn't watch any of the, the newest Avenger movies. I have... I, I know who she is from the comics, but right. I don't know like half of what they're referring to. So I'm like, right. my, my, okay, yeah, this is fine. This is you know some okay writing with kind of a clever premise. Uh, it's it's what is that movie? It's 
it's surely not Smallville. Pleasantville? What was the one with the color? Black and yeah. Oh, Pleasantville. Yeah, you're like right. Pleasantville. Yeah. Pleasantville. It's, it's got, yeah, it's, yeah. It's Pleasantville with a comic book spin. Yeah. So that's okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited about this phase of, um, of, of where we are with like the, the Marvel stuff for two reasons. One, you know, with like up until now, it's been all of like Iron Man and Spider Man and Thor and like all the, you know, like the, that most people would like kind of know we're getting to this place sure. now where they're just running out of people. So now we're getting oh, like, man, I saw their release schedule yeah. for like the next year and Moon it's Knight. nothing anybody has ever heard of. It's, just it's like, Moon Knight. I, <laughs> I cannot wait for Dark Hawk. I can't wait. I can't wait for Sleepwalker. I can't wait My for all favorite, these like just Night crazy Thrasher. hobo of a superhero. Yeah. I, we need Night Thrasher. We're getting Night Thrasher. What Dreamwalker? Dreamwalker or Sleepwalker. I thought it was Sleepwalker or like, yeah, he, he, he probably right. Fuck it, put them both in put there. Put them both in there, make another one. If, Let them fight. I want to get I want to get like sleep. I want to get into like the shitty toy tie-ins like like visionaries and and all the shit Marvel did in like the early 80s. Oh, I, like I'm excited yeah. about that part. And then the other thing hey, I'm still the guys that had the mini series. Did you see that? That they're doing a oh, what yeah, if the, mini series? Yeah. The Animated dumbest one. notoriously the dumbest fucking comic books that have ever Absolutely. been made. That was the premise is we w- we want to do the dumbest comic books that have ever been made, yep. but we can't do it because we'll ruin you know the canon of everything. So what if what if the, <laughs> what if Captain America was a zombie? Yeah, I did love how like those seem to uh, not be written backwards from the title. Like I feel like if I'm the editor of What If, you bring me a fucking good What If cover, right? And then you yep. write the story from there. But sometimes it'd be like, What if Wolverine? didn't get his taxes done right in 1984. And you're like, oh, shit, what if? And then maybe the story's cool, maybe it's not, but like so rarely was the cover compelling. And then every now and then be like, what if Wolverine was king of the vampires? You're like, holy shit, yes. That's even what, that, better than the that's tax the one. one. Every, that's the every one. one is better than the last. <laughs> um, th- there was one other thing I was excited about, and I completely forgot it because now I'm just thinking about Wolverine Fight, like being king of the vampires and having tax issues right. at once. So, uh, like audited for being king of the vampires. There you and go. Not reporting his income properly. <laughs> Vampire accountants. Ah, oh, shit. What if? What if? God, we're just rattling him off. So many good pitches. I know what I should write for now. I know my dream. <laughs> oh man. All right. So, what we're gonna do now? We are going to watch episode one of Megan Wants a Millionaire together, Hell and we will come back yes. after we've seen it. So you'll get a good snapshot of our mental state right now. We seem like we're good friends. Uh, yeah. We're all getting along. We all seem happy. <laughs> Talk to us in 40 oh, minutes. Oh, no. Oh, no. I didn't realize it was a test. <laughs> this is the baseline. Of our this, is the, this is the control group, and now we're going to watch this horrible, horrible thing. Oh, I missed you. I'm going to miss our friendship. I know. It was so good. All right, we're back from watching what might be the most cursed television program of all time, Megan Wants a Millionaire, episode one. So um, let's talk about like the origin of this show. I think the origin probably goes back to uh, what you say, Eddie, the surreal life. Yeah. Uh, so surreal life. So the story of surreal life was um, the company I used to work for a long time ago called Buna Murray Productions. They had done the real world. And internally, they had been pitched a show that was basically surreal life, or it was basically real world, but with famous people. Mm-hmm. And Mary Ellis and John were like, nope. And so <laughs> they basically sold that show. A couple people created their own company, sold that show to CW. That show went on for like a bunch of seasons. In the third season, Flavor Flav and Brigitte Nielsen 
were on it. They legitimately like fell for each other and, and hooked up. Mm-hmm. And then they got a spinoff of their own show called Strange Love uh, that right. shockingly did really, really well. And then mm-hmm. the idea was basically do The Bachelor with Flav. And that and that show is fantastic. <laughs> that was the show that I worked on. I didn't. I hadn't worked on any of those prior to that. I was brought on for season one of Flavor of Love, uh, and that show was fun. I, I stand by that show as like yeah. a legitimate piece of satire of The Bachelor and other like dating shows. I think. Yeah, it, I like, think that show and yet is... you have to you have to own everything that comes. That's out. the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. That first season I stand by. Second season I was telling Brockway I'm literally editing. A woman pooping on stairs. That's um, right. That was the first episode of season two. I remember so yes. much happened. Like all these women come, like so many of them get humiliated because like Flavor couldn't come up with a nickname for them, and they had to stand yep. there while he's like, "Yo, um, um, uh," and then and then this woman waits so long at this panel of women that she poops on the floor yep. and immediately gets busted. Yep, and. Like sneaks away upstairs, and then someone figures out what has happened. And it, it between like twenty people in the room, they are like, "Okay, a human being has shit on the floor." And yep. <laughs> the girl's name was something. Cause, something because she was uh, pretty big, and flavored was not feeling her. And he looked at her, and he he just kind of gave her this sort of pity name, like, "You girl, you're something." <laughs> and <laughs> and it, the fact that a a, a woman named It would have been pretty good if he named her poop on the stairs. <laughs> yeah, though. that would have been prophetic. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's some Nostradamus level but, stuff from Flav. Yes, then she uh, also had poop on the stairs. And uh, Eddie, I remember you told me, because you saw the raw footage, you saw the actual mm-hmm. non-blurred poop on your yep. uh, edit bay. <laughs> it's uh, poop. It was poop. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so afraid of this follow-up question. <laughs> Are you, you have a follow-up question for what the poop looked like? No, I'm afraid of what you're gonna ask. I, I have no further poop questions. I, I've okay. By the way, I just want to say, <laughs> I just want to say, let's all tastefully leave it there. I just want to say, my wife is in the other side of the room, hearing just my side of this conversation, and <laughs> like she knows intrinsically because her and I started dating when I was working on the show, so mm-hmm. she knows intrinsically what we're talking about. But just the just the little bits of it, I think, are telling. Right. So, uh... So, and so this is your apology to much. her. So you can <laughs> this say, is my public apology to my wife, yes. <laughs> so uh, after Flavor of Love, um, they did a spinoff, I Love New York, uh, unrelated to what we're talking about today. Yep. But what what it did is demonstrate that this this is a fucking hit-making formula. You, you yes. make a show like this, and it might generate two to three other hit shows just from the people on it. So they decided to make the exact same show with Brett Michaels. Yeah, it is fractal trash. Yes. And so they, uh, it was called Rock of Love, and I think uh, you edited yep. at least one season of that show, right? I did all. Th- I did all three seasons of Flavor. Okay, I'll, I'll, all three I'll seasons quickly. Of Rock of I will love. quickly go through. I did all three seasons of Flavor of Love. I did all three seasons of Rock of Love. I did uh, two seasons of I Love New York. I did two seasons of Charm School. I did America's Most Smartest Model. I did uh, My Fair Brady season three. I did <laughs> God saying that. Yeah. Was- Saying it all out loud, it, it kind of like I, I feel the weight of it on my heart. Right. Um, <laughs> I do want to say that, like, I do like trashy TV, but there's something about Flavor of Love and I Love New York, Rock of Love. These are they shows the that I yeah. I genuinely love, and they're easy to find on streaming services. They're super crazy entertaining, and they hold up really well. Uh, so what happened after Rock of Love is there's a woman on that show called uh, Megan. I can't remember her last name, but she's the Megan from Megan Wants a Millionaire, and I. 
I think this might have been her first show, or she was on. Uh, no, it's just I Love Money. I Love Money was our I Love Money was our version of the MTV Ro- Real World Road Rules right. Challenge. Like okay. that was the that was the and we actually hired a lot of the former staff of that show. Which, by the way, that show still endures. It's just called The Challenge now, and there's absolutely zero connection to Real World Road Rules. It's just literally a, a competition show. But that was our okay. our take on it. Yeah, the- and she was awful at that. Okay, and I, to the three deep, to real world road rules challenge. They're just nesting shows it, like, yes. like Russian dolls. Yeah, it's it's kind of kaleidoscopic. Like you see one of them, and you see nine other potential shows. Like in in, in as like the reflection fractals out. So we now have um, gotta call it this woman with uh, she was a Playboy model and an I Love Money participant, and now. Uh, she appears on Rock of Love, and Brett Michaels kicked her off the show after a pretty good run. I think she might have like got to make out with Brett Michaels a few times. Lucky lady, lucky uh, lady. Then, yeah, and then they gave her her own show after she. Uh, he was either on Charm School or I Love Money too. Was very vocal about how she just wanted to marry a millionaire, and like one of the producers' eyeballs turned and to dollar signs. The They're like, "Fucking, that's a great idea for a show." And so she just transparently and nakedly just wants a rich guy to come on and and she will deal with whatever lack of chemistry they have to get his money and it's it's a lot of the quiet parts said out loud um and so here's here's this woman who um whatever i i don't want to like comment on her her physical beauty but uh she's maybe not the commanding beauty you would expect from like 30 rich dudes to buy as a trophy wife. I think she's fine. She's sure. She's like somebody drew a beautiful woman on a piece of wood. Yeah, it's almost right. It's if you if someone was dating her, you wouldn't say like, "Wait, her?" You know what I mean? Like she's fine. Yeah. Uh right. So all these guys come on um Megan wants a millionaire and it is a fucking circus of clowns. Like <sighs> I'm um I mean you you by design have screwed yourself here because all like it is generally considered a, a hefty piece of ammunition if you are extremely well off or at least stable right you can find a good woman yeah. it, it's not the only thing that's yeah like for, what certainly but what's it's wrong with you that you're here so if you can't do that if you can't find a woman <laughs> with your millions of dollars yeah you're not going to be a catch coming on this show. There's something wrong with both parties. We, right. we were kind of we we're kind of making a joke in the in while we're watching it that like if if you some of these gentlemen if you if you slide their conventional attractive meter down their their net worth meter should just automatically scale upward because right. and, and yet, yet it does, it does not. not. A lot of these dudes are just barely straddling the one point one million dollar net worth qualifier. Uh, yeah. Right, there's like a there's like a guy that's totally he seems like normal, he's fine, he's worth like five million dollars, and then there's like just a hideous monstrosity of a man with no redeeming characteristics whatsoever, and he's worth like one million dollars and, and also five and a penny, dollars yeah. because he found five dollars on the <laughs> yeah. way to the show. He yeah. sold some comic yeah. books on the way to the show. He's like, No, VH one, no, no, I just I crossed the million dollars. I, I, I sold my X Men run. Show them the money. I sold my Darkhawk number one. I've I've got that extra fifteen. Put me over the the <laughs> limit. All right, you're on the show. So um, some of the standouts. Um, there was a very creepy dude named um, Al who uh, seemed very nervous to be on TV and it was kind of vibrating like he was having an adrenaline rush. And 
at one point he and was was bright red at all absolutely times. just could not stand being there the the reddest <laughs> the reddest man i have ever seen and he was given massage oil as like a goofy uh introductory gift and so he takes her off to the side and starts giving her a foot rub and then there was a dirt bag in a fedora who seemed like his personality was inspired by uh andrew dice clay and he followed them followed him there to like watch him rub this lady's feet and uh that was a weird energy and then he had Megan like touch his face and pretended to bite her. And she got so freaked out. She spilled wine all over herself and into her eye, directly into her brain. And uh, <laughs> that guy. And died. <laughs> died immediately. Yes, he's dead. Megan's, <laughs> Megan's sinuses do not de- behave like ours. Like we should have started with that. <laughs> uh, they are dilated. <laughs> Massive coke. Use. There was, uh, I think the easily the only handsome one of the group was a, a dude named the Punisher. Who was a a very buff the Punisher, the Punisher, <laughs> the Punisher, the Punisher, and he was Punisher, uh, that's yes. how he was listed. He was literally a male stripper, according to what they were telling us. Who made his his stake in stripping, and then he invested well in real estate. And he took off his shirt. Uh, not even he, it wasn't even his idea. Some other guy wanted to show off how buff he was, and here comes the Punisher, twice as buff, but he has a big birthmark on one of his luscious abs, and it was a fucking hardcore turnoff for Megan. Like she saw this birthmark, and she's just like. Gross. This other 240 pounds of muscle might as well throw it in the trash. It's a fucking birthmark. Who said specifically, Hugh, it looks like Cuba. <laughs> right. That, and, that's what she hates about it. It reminds me of Cuba. Well, you know, she had a really hard like upbringing it. in Cuba. Like we should, mm-hmm. we should have started just like she, she escaped Havana as a, no. Ostracized, Ostracized because of how white she was. She, she hated the inaccuracy. She's like, if it was a good map of Cuba, then yeah, I would have been on that dick. But so um, I think he'll do well on the show. Uh, who are some of the standouts for you guys? Oh, man, Donald. Donald, Donald easily Donald. Number one standout. Easily Donald. Donald is the best character on the show. He looks like just a big melted pile of wax. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, going to say, I was going to say like semi-formed fondue. Uh, like if you try. Yeah, yeah. Can- candle in the microwave yeah. for that guy. Uh, I believe you, you have said you've called it completely. I don't know why we're dancing around it. Semi melted, like, yeah. I uh, know. I'm giving. I'm giving the the call oh, to yeah. you. He, he looks, looks like Crank. Like, he looks like Crank yeah. from from Teenage Mutant. He yeah. looks like because we're yes. The, the big thing was he's tall, but he's unusually wide without being fat. Yeah. And so we're like, initially, it's like, okay, does he have a quado going on? Is there a little face in his belly? And then it's like, no, this is a Crank. This is a yeah. hollowed out center where something is piloting. And also because his head is kind of shaped like yeah, Krang, he looks no, he looks say. exactly like yeah. Krang's uh, Krang, yeah. very crude man suit, <laughs> except for yeah. if you put glasses and a button-up shirt on him. Like if you poke Directing him, in a, if you poke him in the belly, movies. Krang will go. Ow, fuck! <laughs> I promise you. Right, introduced himself as a as a movie producer, and as we're watching it, Rockway looks him up on IMDb. Because uh, he was he bragging cite, about Chainsaw no, he, Cheerleaders. He cited one. his movie. It was Chainsaw Cheerleaders. Yeah. He's like, I would have put you in Chainsaw Cheerleaders like that's his flagship production. So I looked <laughs> him up on IMDb. Chainsaw Cheerleaders had a budget of $43,000. Just incredible. That's his movie. That's Just... his movie producer. Wait, wait. Do you want to go through? Do you want to go through his IMDb? Let's, let's, I want to I know more about Donald. Let's see what's let's on his Let's talk IMDb. more about Donald, let's, I think. Yeah, let's talk I Donald. It seems like uh, it really all broke loose for Donald with cannibal hookers in 1987. <laughs> I mean, that's really where yeah. he figured out what he wants to do and how he wants to do mm-hmm. it. And that is, he wants to use up to $40,000 
to convince beautiful women that he's not gross. It doesn't work. So he keeps trying with yeah. movies every single year. He he made like he made Vampire Cop. Good call. Okay. All right. You can All see right. where he's coming from. Sweet right? title. No notes. No notes. No notes on that one. Uh, a little bit later, he makes an erotic vampire in Paris. Now you see where he's going uh, back to the well. Yeah. Right. But but it's Not it's Paris, and there's an element of romance to it. Maybe he's trying to venture out. Maybe this is like his version of "Call Me by Your Name." There is, like, and that, yeah, I, I, you know, he starts to dial it in a little bit with "Dorm of the Dead." Right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's Not the movie that's about that right before Chainsaw Cheerleaders. I, which uh, I want to paint a little bit more of a picture of Donald. Um, as we were saying earlier, he's he's about seventy years old, and he looks like every second of it, and he has like sort of a creepy way of like. Okay, I don't. I don't think he was seventy years old. I think he was. You maybe maybe I'm. I think he was fairly young there. I think he's fifty-eight. I I pegged him at a bad out of shape fifty-eight because fair enough. He has a current credit in twenty twenty-one. He's still going. Okay, so he's still alive. He he is currently in two thousand nine. The show we were watching is on what is Debbie does demons. Oh, Donald. This disappointment. I mean, it's better than Hunter with a hacksaw that... or Shark Exorcist. Yeah. Well, no shit. I'd see. He shark made one called Shark Exorcist. Shark Exorcist. I, I, is. We're I already on. know I what happened. I already know what happened. <laughs> Sharknado had come out, mm-hmm. and he was trying to capitalize. That's it. That's it. Twenty fifteen. That's late. That's late for Sharknado capitalization. Yeah, he missed the window. It, it for us. Yes. <laughs> For Donald, <laughs> Donald just—he's just catching up that's to pop culture. Finger on the pulse. Yeah, it takes him a, a, several years to get the scripts just right. He, he's a—he's a real artist, and so um, there was a line he delivers in the show that I love so much, where he says, "Oh, Megan, and if you have a moment, I'd like to speak to you over by the fire pit." <laughs> and <laughs> when he said that, I'm like, "Oh my god, I fucking remember this line when I saw it in 2009." Like, what a what a full creep that um, that I just that he he only speaks on inhale. I'm so... I, I figured I figured out <laughs> what the voice reminds me of. And Sean, you and I are both parents. We've seen The Incredibles too. Um, I have. Yeah, so you know when Mister Incredible is trying to get Jack Jack from not being invisible anymore, and he's like Jack Jack walk okay, Jack Jack walk like that's that's what that voice okay. reminded me of. But he's oh, that all the yeah. time, right? But with like a real like leering pervert yeah if if mr incredible wanted his son in an unnatural way yes that's that's the yeah that's yeah, the if affectation was, if he was being just a coy molester mm-hmm. i'm coy. very confident that we've given a perfectly uh adequate picture of him like a yes. very honest uh picture of him without any exaggerating like this is exactly who this person is yeah i i i, I anticipate the fan art I, there, I, there is found one character I feel we've done a disservice to, and uh, that is Garth. the guy that we've we've just described, yes, as as a guy in a fedora. And I feel we've really neglected to mention that his name was Garth. We've undersold yeah. him quite a bit. It, yeah, it, he agree. is a hardcore Garth, <laughs> a plumber. Was it? What, he's a, what he lists his occupation. He's yeah. a rich plumber, millionaire like, plumber. He's like, which again, not unusual. Dollars. Plumbers are well paid. Which is like you know a pretty well off plumber. He looks like a. He's going for like that hard, hard Ed Hardy look from like two thousand, I don't know, four. Which like feels a very, like he's not yeah, a very mildly edgier Guy Fieri, like is is Garth's aesthetic, kind of like, a Kid Rock looks, stunt double. <laughs> he looks like, like a, a, a dictionary drawing of the word dirtbag. 
<laughs> it's like a yeah. it's like a tattoo sample book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From a place you don't get a tattoo. Right. Oh, no, thank you. He looks like someone that might have just 80 pairs of panties in his suitcase traveling alone. Yeah, yeah, he definitely he definitely what? enjoys the taste of specific kinds of panties. Why do you why do you have all those panties? I think his answer would be why not. Like I think that's I think that's I think that would be his legitimate unironic answer. I think why his not? answer would be a genuine. Well, you got all those panties. How come you got all those you guys panties? You don't. I turn around on you. How come you got the right. panties? Right. Well, I probably don't have as uh, many as you. I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> so, uh, Donald was cut. Garth was kept. Uh, another guy who's cut, who I did like, uh, his name was Audi, and, like Audi. the car. And uh, he, he called himself the big dog. And he kept talking about his hump game. And no one bit. <laughs> like, no one was interested in this. He's like, yo, I got that hump game. And she's like, what the fuck is that? Knowing full well what this is, it's so clear what this is. She just wanted him to say it. Right. And he's like, you know, like the thrusting action. <laughs> he actually like, said it rather than playing yeah. it off. He's like, no, this girl might not know. Yeah. She might not yeah, know what it is. He didn't say, let me show you sugar tits or something. He just said, here's a clinical explanation of what hump game is. It's, it's fucking, ma'am. It's, it's sexual intercourse, ma'am. Have you heard of this? <laughs> it's the penile uh, thrusting action. I thought that was clear. I, I really, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I should have workshopped this more before re- bringing it. Regional. I'm, and so, uh, obviously, you should always trust a guy who tells you his hump game is good. That was my, uh, just gotta my give favorite him a chance. line just in the whole show him. was when he introduced himself as Audi. And she said, like the car, do you have an Audi? And he said, no, I got a Cherokee. <laughs> and she said, she was, "Ew, a Cherokee." <laughs> Maybe she thought he meant like the person, the nationality. I, like, I thought, I thought she meant like his belly button. That's how I interpret yeah. that. Like, do you have an Audi? It was, it, Ew, it's a scene that a meant Jeep? many things to many people. Yeah. No, so, I got a Jeep. <laughs> I got a Jeep. <laughs> so she kicked him off the show. She also kicked a guy off the show who was a trust fund. And that's yes. all they talked. That's the only part of his personality we know. He sort of looked like a beach bum kid. And he was waiting for his grandfather to die so he could have the money. And that's like fucking shit that came out of his own mouth. He's like, yeah, I, I believe I, I he practically had the money. I'll have it by next year. Meaning like he's on I'll TV. i the money. Just waiting for his beloved grandparent to die. And... And hoping he, very hoping he well. doesn't see this. I'm I, I, I also feel I also feel like we're underselling his look a little bit. He looked like an extra uh, in the original American Pie movie. Like he looked like right. like if you froze one of them in time and unthawed him five minutes before the taping of Megan Wants a Millionaire, he looked right. and dressed very much like that. Um, with with the orthodonture of a person lower than his means. Like, it looked like he might have taken his beloved grandfather, soon to be dead's dentures, and jammed yes. that into his mouth. And yeah, he, he had a, walking he had around a British with... royal thing going on. He had, like, the unwanted British royal, where you have to, like, explain that you're two or three steps removed. Like, right. No, I'm royalty, <laughs> but you got to bear with me. Yeah, it yeah, also yeah. looked like... it also looked A lot like of he... people have to die. Yeah. It, it also looked like he heard he was going to be on the show... And said, "Okay, I'm going to go frost my tips. Mm-hmm. Got frosted tips, but then they're like, oh, you're, we're, you're not going to be taping for another four to five weeks.' And then he's like, <laughs> "Shit, okay, I I'm not going to cut my hair, right. and I'm not going to get frosted tips again. So I got to because like it was really long for like the frosted. It's just there was way too much progression there. 
and the and the frosting was like faded. I don't know why, but his frosting but it, tips drew my eye. And did you I have frosted tips back it. in the day? Did I have what? Frosted tips back? No, back I. In that era? I I graduated high school in '96, which was okay. like right when it was starting to be a thing. Right, and so that's and then I was in the, the army, and then and then no. Okay. Yeah, they don't they don't let you frost your tips in the boot camp. No, exactly. He he has <laughs> frosted tips. Grandpa to die, where he frosts them tips. Exactly, he's got frosted tips kickoff, but not the the necessary maintenance money. And there's one of those moments that's just uh, so amazingly perfect, where uh, Megan had two of her friends in there. Uh, to like sort of interview the guys and like let her know which ones suck. And so they ask him like, so Lee, like you don't have a, any money. Do you get like an allowance from your parents? He's like, no, I don't get an, I don't get an allowance. I guess you never get a monthly, like a, I guess I get an allowance. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's not just weekly. A, like I'm a child. I still have to budget it. Like I can't blow it all in the first week. I've learned that. I don't have to sweep the kitchen and my bedroom. <laughs> just we one of those. Me. So, uh, so the reason I call this the most cursed television show of all time is obviously trashy um, reality TV. The premise is very, very dark. Like it's God, the kind have, of thing we that we have come so far. I, yeah, I, it legitimately I makes the world the worst ago. place. Yeah, I forget yeah. how long ago this like blasted hellscape of pop culture was, where it was just we were really okay. We weren't just okay with that. We were really into that, and that was right. everything. That was TV. That was what TV was. Like there was that era in the early 2000s where we rewarded psychopathic behavior so much where like it was a legitimate job for hundreds of people. Five to six hundred people probably made their living just being a psychopath on TV. And I I remember thinking like this is probably like bad for society in general. You know what I mean? Like kids. <laughs> this is probably bad for the species. <laughs> right? like, kids, kids this looking is gonna at this. going to harm our long term survival. <laughs> right. I think growing up and seeing VH1 reality shows in the early 2000s, you could plan on making a living being like a fucking asshole after you grow up. Just like how, you know. Public asshole. Right. Visible asshole. <laughs> That's my job. I suppose now you could look at like, you know, uh, streamers or, or YouTube personalities and say, That's what I want to be, which is probably not much better, but it is better. I, like, I, I, yeah. It is it, better. You're it, right. I, I had never stopped and appreciated just like how much better our current crop of visible assholes yeah. is than the They at least Anyone... do occasional charity streams, right? Like they will occasionally right. raise a couple hundred thousand dollars for like trans youth hotline or something like that. Like there was no redeeming quality here. <laughs> Even if a streamer is like a total piece of shit or doesn't do any good for anyone, they're still not actively making the world a worse place like most of the VH1 reality stars of the 2000s. Yes. Like they're not on TV saying, I'm going to act like a, a dick. I'm going to grab this guy's piggy bank and throw it on the ground to bully him. Like that really happened in Mega Wants a Millionaire. Yep. Uh, they kept that guy on the show and he was rewarded for his terrible behavior. Uh, because it was outlandish enough right. to make the final cut. Ex and that's really all we're that's interested in. That's all they were interested in. So uh, that's one reason why the show is bad. But another reason is one of those contestants we all just watched was a murderer. <laughs> now, do you guys know which one it was? I don't know which one it was. Do you have a It is Do you have a guess? Absolutely. It is absolutely impossible for you to ask that question because I cannot believe <laughs> that only one of them was a murderer. <laughs> I mean, are we talking technicalities? One of them was convicted of murder? One of okay. them literally killed his wife 
cut her hands and teeth out and put her in a oh suitcase. God. Holy shit. While he was filming a different reality show. And they had... What? Been, while he was... What was the other reality I show? I Love Money 3. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the it oh, was shit, the I laughed at that. We and I remember I was not working for the company at that time. I was gosh, I think I was I don't even remember where I Oh, I was working on um I was doing something oh god. Oh, I was a uh, I was doing Factor Faked. I was doing the uh, paranormal show for Sci-Fi. And mm-hmm. um and yeah, I remember this happened. I remember they yanked it because that happened in real life when like the second episode of that was airing. And they yanked it completely off the air. And VH1 had just had like a change of CEO and he was not enamored with our stuff to begin with. And this was just mm-hmm. all the excuse he needed to just like, if you notice, there's a visible line of demarcation. Of to what, be fair, that's a really good excuse. Yeah, that's pretty good. There's a visible line of demarcation of the types of shows that company made before then and after then. Like this, this actually changed the course of that company kind of forever. Um, yeah, but it, yeah. It changed I mean, the face of all reality show forever. Yeah, I mean, totally. You would hope a, a suitcase murder would change the course of something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but generally, you hope that has an impact. So, uh, yeah, so Megan oh, wants God, a millionaire. There, so there's one specific aired, murder. Yes, they aired three episodes of this show we just watched. and See, here's the thing. I would say, without question, it, right, it should have been Donald. It should have been the Krang. It should have been the human Krang. But he was cut, and he had to, like, drive his Technodrome home. Did he come back and murder <laughs> Well, the, I, I wouldn't put it. The murder it. happened after the total wrap of this show. Like this right. show filmed okay. so wrap. It can't be somebody that was cut already. It could be. Like I'm, I'm saying, like uh, right, because it happens in a different show. Yes. So I've, the, I, show, I, I, I'm starting to remember. I'm starting to remember who it was. Okay, so let's wait, let Brockway guess can't first. Give, you can't yeah. give it away. I'm not going to give it is away. Your, but I'm starting. Is to your guess? I, I don't think you should give it away at all. I want to. Okay. I want to track this murder. Okay. I want to see. <laughs> what my detective skills are. Okay. Well, then I won't tell you. We'll, we'll right do another now. episode oh, where right we now. watch the second episode. Okay. And we'll see if that's enough I, for Brockway to, to figure out who the murderer is. I still want to guess. Okay. okay. I want to put a guess down and make it final. If you get it right, I think, should I tell you? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I want to discover it on my own. I, I really I want to solve this crime. I am so intrigued by this. All right. It's now a, this true, is our true, crime it's now a true crime podcast that anyone could look up. <laughs> this is the, okay. This is the second time we've declared this a true crime podcast. <laughs> Change that category on the iTunes uh, and that way you get more, let the algorithm work for you. <laughs> you're right. We're going to figure this one out. See, I want, I want to say it's Donald because he heard uh, when they were discussing all of the men, her and her two beautiful friends had said, and then there's Donald. She said, what do you think of Donald? He's like, well, I want to be a movie star. And then her friend said, yeah, but you'd have to touch him. <laughs> Such a good line. I feel like he, if he if he heard that line after the edits, uh, he would come back and murder. But but I also love that you it, know it, what? it even flitted through her head for a second that she could she would consider marrying this grotesque crying monster to be in a $40,000 movie. Right. <laughs> and he mentioned, he said his big flagship movie was Chainsaw Cheerleaders yeah. 1. And she was like, that was not a turnoff. That's exactly, yeah. that's all. And that 40 grand includes like craft services and like <laughs> yeah, special effects. 
marketing promotion. <laughs> well, let's let, also Donald. Donald was the director and writer giant, of all giant of asterisks around the word marketing. Uh, just, just <laughs> that's <laughs> relative. I actually, which consists of his appearance on Megan Wants to Marry a Millionaire. The, the job I had before Flavor of Love, I was doing promos and bumpers for a a horror movie franchise we did movies like it was called uh lightning releasing we did like puppet master versus evil dolls 2 or something like, like it yeah. was that kind of, it was that kind of house Those are in yeah. santa monica if you go to the third street i don't know if they're there now but like in third we're on third street promenade we're on like the top floor of one of those buildings and yeah i mean we we sold all this stuff through to like italian video on demand cable channels and like it was mm-hmm. a money maker it was you know we'd spend maybe a hundred thousand dollars on a movie um and and like it would it would come back with all this stuff so i, I mean i'm not i'm kind of surprised he wasn't worth more money to be honest with you <laughs> like he should have been worth more than one point yeah you have to also be bad at yeah this. you have to also be you have to be bad at making garbage yeah. to make to barely crack that so you don't think shark out. exorcist is, is a good movie or maybe it did, and he I think, blew his money on. I think it's on, maybe too on, good. Yeah, or he blew his money on like Krang upgrades, like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> just like body. Well, it does not show. Yeah, exactly. Engage roller skates. <laughs> roller skates <laughs> cost me like three hundred eighty grand. <laughs> Need to invest in a voice modulator after I said that fucking fire pit line. That was crazy. Come sit with me by the fire. Pit. Ran out of batteries. Engage the roller skates. <laughs> All right, <sighs> holy shit! One, one murder, one, one just murder. One. Shit. This there's some that we haven't talked lineup. about. Like there's um, the weird guy that got his piggy bank broken. Yep. Um, there's God. Who else? We're forgetting some people. There, there were a few normies in there that were just. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many of these white dudes look exactly the right. same. You could not pick them out of a lineup of one. There was that uh, that sort of Guido just... bodyguard guy. There was the yeah, whispery the Canadian guy. Yeah. The, yeah the, 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 you were well, a meta Canadian. He, 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 yeah, hey, you want a Canadian young lady? Like, like it was like the most exotic part of his. Oh personality. my god, the Canadian! Yeah. We forgot about the Canadian, <laughs> the guy who was introduced, and he thought of the most exotic thing about himself, and he said, "Have you ever met a Canadian before?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was a pro wrestler. He's not a murderer. He's Canadian. I a, a, right. He was a pro, there wrestler, was a pro wrestler who didn't get any screen time. Yeah, he was in the super. He was in the he was in the super tease for the season. Uh, yeah. Like they should, and I think he might have made the cut. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he, made did. It. he did. He did. She cut Donald and the trust fund kid and Audi. Those are the three she cut. One of the one of Yeah, the, just a lot of big generic dudes with huge square heads like Minecraft characters. <laughs> one of the big uh cheats of or not che- like one of the techniques that we always had is that the people who make it to the finals, um, only one of them will actually be like only one of them will like actually be featured in that first episode the other like if you uh, go back and watch flavor of love one hoops was barely featured in that first episode she's right. kind of just like that not a lot of screen time is like spent on her very you clever gotta, you gotta get the guys that that get rid you of gotta, yeah first. new york is probably featured and she ends up in the finals but like pump pumpkin's kind of there hoops is like not so mm-hmm. okay okay i'm ready for my murder okay, okay. Let's hear who's your, it. Who's your guess? Here, here's my reasoning. I think it's probably one of the guys that's not even featured yet. It's probably one of the guys that made no impression on me, mm-hmm. because that's usually what murderers are. They yeah. they usually hide in plain sight. But I can't make that guess. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> uh, so my guess of of the ones that I I am faced with and remember, I think it's Al, the really awkward guy mm. that, that made her spill the wine. The massage. That was his name, right? Yeah. That was given the massage oil. Okay. 
that uh, that turned bright red the whole time and somehow maintained it despite just not passing out from lack of blood pressure. You think that guy is capable and of taking a human life? That's the that's the problem. I do. Okay. I do. I think I think all of the shame and rage that he has carefully nurtured to that point in his life, after he blinded her with the wine, was his first taste of violence. Yeah. And then it just it unlocked that's, a door that's inside the of thing him. That did it. That's like there, there is he that, saw, he, that type of. I, a... want, I want you to go back and watch this again. As soon as he blinded her and she started crying, he laughed. <laughs> he just went. <laughs> okay. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. And that was four percent nervous, ninety six percent. I've awoken something inside myself. This is the only way I can feel true joy. We have we have opened the door, yeah. and there is no closing. The, right. There is that that type of humiliation, that cringe, that like that can really fester in a human soul. And I feel like embarrassing yourself that badly on TV, and then throwing wine into the the star of the show, right, right in her face. Um, right in her goddamn eyeballs, and then she starts crying. Yeah. Like you've got to. I'm, I'm also trying to keep in mind. The circumstances that you told me of this murder where he cut off her hands and her teeth and then put her in a suitcase, that's not like a murder of opportunity or of passion. Right. That's well that's an Al murder. They the way it was described by the producer of um the show was that it felt like he was executing this this unspeakable crime like it was a challenge on the TV show. Like like someone said, like, All right, for today's challenge, you're gonna win Megan's heart by proving you can get away with a, a cold blooded murder. It felt it felt very much <laughs> like you can like stuff, a murder stuff a human in a yeah, like a murder by someone who watches too much TV, and um, yeah, it's a terrible crime. I'm still I'm sticking with that. So here's the okay. thing about Al. I, I think like I don't know if Al is capable of murder. What I do think he is capable of, and what I'm willing to bet he did, was later that night after everyone's gone to bed, him going back to the spot where he got <laughs> wine in her eye mm-hmm. and just breathing in that air trying to yeah. relive the moment i could absolutely see that happening yeah absolutely. i don't i Just don't know if i wanking one out right on that couch right on the yeah like stand. homelander at the end of the boys season two like just like just kind of just like yeah. taking just like unsure of himself but this is mine yeah, this, i have owned yeah, this exactly. moment i will mark it i'm the king of this little pocket of the world right here i could see that i could absolutely see that 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 happened. That's my guess. I'm sticking with it for this episode. Okay. That's my that's that's today's one nine hundred hot dog murder. And I do love this idea. <laughs> we're gonna come back in another episode. We're gonna watch episode two and see if you can figure out who did it. Obviously, our listeners either know or uh, could look it up. But Brockway could will not. Look it up. I won't. I won't and, look it up. Okay. And to our listeners that uh, interact with us on the Discord, don't tell him. Uh, I will find this murderer. <laughs> I will track this murderer. <laughs> okay so um eddie uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug before we uh uh so in addition to some other stuff i'm on a a and podcast a dungeons and dragons podcast called plunders and blunders and we are we are wrapping up our we're heading towards our series finale in the next couple of months so plunders blunders podcast anywhere you can find five podcasts uh, i also host another podcast called the dadward spiral uh, with my buddy Aaron Pruner. I think we're going to have a Mr. Sean Baby on uh, as one of our guests here in, in the not-too-distant future. I'm available. Uh, I'm also a father. Yeah. You're also a dad. I, so it's all about dads and and all dad spiraling. stuff. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's basically two dudes who kind of don't know what they're doing when it comes to dadhood, but we're we're trying to help each other out with that. Oh, that's not me. Um, I'm, I'm really successful. She has both her legs. 
most of her that's... arms. <laughs> you've you've just gotten your black belt in dating, uh, just off of that. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, outside of that, nothing I can talk about yet. But maybe on a future episode, I I can kind of like call this back as like the thing I'm I'm vaguely teasing. So, well, all right then. Thank yeah. you very much for for being here. Oh, it was and, a pleasure. Um, do you? Ha- I, I guess you by now have figured out who the murderer was. I I, I know who the murderer is. Yeah. Okay. Then then you don't get a guess. I'm not going to guess because I know who it was. But uh, if you had $170,000, what upgrade would you make to Donald's Krang suit? Oh, easily. Um, uh, uh, face swapper. Like he basically, it, it would be a machine. Like a Manny Faces? Like a Manny Faces, but he has to like devour somebody else's face. Like I don't, I, oh. I, it's, 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 a, it's not a zero sum game. Like it's, he would have right, to like. $170,000 isn't getting you a free face swapper. There's a catch. Yeah. It, there's like, it's like, hey, can I see you in the corner really quickly? And then like his oh, face opens pit. up like a Blade 2 vampire, <laughs> like a Blade 2 vampire. Oh, and then like, like just removes that guy's face and puts it on himself. Um, the best part is, is that he would retain his silhouette and shape. So it would just be like, another dude's face on a yeah. not fitting frame. Yeah. You'd know who he was. Yeah. That exactly. probably explains why his face was wrong already. That was probably like a seventh rate face that day. Yeah. He was due for an upgrade. Like it was melting. Yeah, he's just going to upgrade the yeah. existing system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking crazy. This is a crazy thing we did. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Dog Zone 9000 was made possible by contributions from Hot Dog Supremes like Benjamin Siran, Dr. Awkward, Yosarian, Josh S., Zachary Evans, Adrian Hisbrook, Aiden Moat, Brianne Whitney, Josh Fabian, Armando Nava, Lyman, Toasty God, Neil Schaefer, Doug Redmond, Jaber Al Aiden, David Forna, Mike Stiles, Eric Spalding, the artist formerly known as Devin, Hawk, Neil Bailey, Micah Phillips, Yanis Ioannidis, Holly Poisuo, John McCammon, Nick H., Matt Riley, Rhea, Rich Joslin, Ken Paisley, Timmy Leahy, Dean Costello, Three Finger Louie, Nick Ralston, Zadarfan, Jamie Gordon, John, and Jeremy Neal.